Hello, I'm Jack Frimpston. I'm Sarah Tabar. Welcome to Who's Larry? We're on a quest to find out who Larry is and why he's so happy. So, we have got a double episode today because there's a very special day coming up. I know exactly what day that is, Sarah Tabar. Go on. It's Pancake Day. We've got a whole (laughs) episode about pancakes. Oh, Larry loves pancakes. They make him so happy. Not quite, but we should do that, I think. But no, it's not Pancake Day. Guess again. Right, where are we? We're on February. It's Could it be Valentine's Day? What are the chances? Valentine's Day on Sunday, which means... We are tackling a big topic. A big topic. We're going to find out what kind of love Larry is. Uh. (laughs) And to help us find out what brings happiness in a relationship, we have invited on very special guests, relationship guru Jenny Trent Hughes. Jenny is somewhat of an agony aunt. And she's been a bit of an agony aunt for you, hasn't she? Yeah, so I've basically known her since I was born, um, essentially. And her son was my best friend growing up and we're still very good friends, which explains why she knows so much about me and my love for Greek yoghurt and Jedward. I would have loved to have had someone like Jenny giving me relationship (laughs) advice in my teens. She has heaps of experience in this area, definitely more than you <laughs> she was the uk relationship expert for one of the biggest and first online dating sites in the world was it tinder no it was e-harmony, e-harmony. the original tinder <laughs> and she also would have popped up on your tv quite a few times she used to come up on loose women i knew regularly. i, I, I recognized it instantly i used to yeah. spend many weekday mornings watching loose women and this morning and she presented the channel 4 series perfect match so i mean Mm -hmm. who better to talk about happiness and relationships than jenny i bet she knows larry inside out jenny trent hughes hello and welcome to who's larry podcast it's great to have you here it's wonderful to be here and i've actually always wondered who the heck is larry so maybe tonight i'll find out who larry is (laughs) (laughs) that is the plan hopefully (laughs) we'll get one step closer by the end of this we'll know we say that every episode don't we um so it's two days away from valentine's day and so we thought why not bring an expert to no pressure yeah yeah no pressure um to talk about sort of happiness in relationships um and that whole aspect of life and obviously since it is valentine's day in two days we thought first we'll start off with finding out what your views are on valentine's day you know is it important to celebrate to bring kind of happiness into a relationship or should it not really matter yeah it's it's tricky because a lot of people will say every day should be valentine's day and that's absolutely true but in the same way that Uh, you should be happy that you're alive every day and every day should be your birthday. You still want one day where there's cake and people fussing over you. (laughs) So, you know, what where it does become very uncomfortable for me is the idea that it be something very commercial that you have to spend a lot of money, it has to be an expensive gift, you have to do this, you have to do that. And for me, anything, and I'm sure Larry would probably agree, anything that has the word have to stuck on it, I have a problem with. So I think you should celebrate Valentine's Day, but you don't have to do it 
any yeah. particular way. I think centred around it sometimes is there's there's such a pressure on Valentine's Day, and I I think if if you're someone that might not be in a relationship or you not might not be in the most loving relationship, there can sometimes be a bit of a a doom and gloom attached to it as well when it when it comes to that kind of thing. So as much as it can be a positive, or it sometimes it's just a bit of a a kick to say remember to appreciate your partner. But you 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 are right, Jenny. It's something we should. We should do every day, like with partners and, and relationships and stuff like that. I I like to think I'm a bit of a I like to think of a, a bit of a romantic. I love all that soppy stuff. I reckon Larry is as well. And I know Sarah. We had to get you on here because if it was just me and Sarah talking about <laughs> lovey dovey stuff, it would have just been Jack talking to himself. It would have lasted long. You brought up a very interesting point when you mentioned pressure. Because one of the things that my working life has been based on is trying to get people to rem- to remove pressure from situations that we now feel, you know, th- things like Christmas and getting yourself ready to have a bikini body for your holiday and choosing the right Valentine gift and having the biggest wedding ever. All those kinds of things to me have actually robbed something that is innocent and beautiful and wonderful and it's been hijacked by a lot of other people. The other thing that I think is really important is who said that Valentine's is only for people who are in a couple? So I have a son who, funnily enough, is also named Jack (laughs) and when when he was about three, we started I had him uh, make valentines for everybody. I've still so, got mine. <laughs> <laughs> and and when he was about 3, we started and we would make valentines for everybody. You know, it wasn't only that he made one for Sarah, he made <laughs> one for everyone in his class. I and I always went out of my way to make sure that any friend that I had who actually wasn't in a relationship, I made sure that I made a valentine for them. They were even more important than whoever I was in a relationship with. And so that I think we need to remove the thought that it's only for the person you're in a relationship with. Therefore, if you're not in a relationship then you need to stay home all day with a duvet over your head (laughs) I think that's a really nice way of spreading the happiness that Valentine's Day can bring to everyone rather than just those within um, the relationship do you have any do either of you this is a question for both of you have (laughs) any um, like funny Valentine's Day stories or you know something bizarre that's happened to you I feel like Jenny will You first, Jack. <laughs> I, I I tell you, we t- we're talking over a decade ago, and it was it was one of my first ever girlfriends. It's <laughs> I watched. We were like we were going out for this meal, and I must have been about sixteen, seventeen. She was a little bit older than me, and um, I remember I turned up on Valentine's Day. I was just this seventeen-year-old scruffy kid with long. You say <laughs> I say scruffy kid with long hair, watch change. Um, <laughs> Turn, turned up at her house and I was just like there with like a, a card and like this little teddy. And she <laughs> got me this lovely book, like photo book, all photos of us, little like messages and stuff like this. And I was just like, I really, really not. And like, I, I knew in my heart that I'd probably had about another week in this relationship. I was like, <laughs> you can't 
can't end it on Valentine's Day. So I turned up and I just gave her this little awful teddy bear and a rubbish card that probably didn't even say love. Probably like from Jack <laughs> one kiss. And um, yeah, she wasn't impressed. I think a teddy bear is quite a nice gift though. Well, yeah, but I think in comparison, she was expecting and we were coming up to like our first year. Oh. And she, she obviously thought like a lot more. Yeah, I guess was, after a year, maybe. Didn't, it didn't last. I'm not surprised. I'm very, very glad that you didn't dump her on Valentine's Day because, you know, I'll counsel, I, I counsel people a lot and I'll be counseling someone and, you know, they'll say, I, I can't stand women, I can't be in a relationship or I don't like men, I can't be in a relationship, whatever it is. And then you'll say, well, when did this start? And there will always be one huge traumatic event (laughs) that they then structure their entire life on that topic. So I'm very glad that you didn't. And I'm so certain that she has now moved on and she's married to one of the Jonas brothers or or, or someone from Jedward or, you know, whatever. (laughs) I wondered how long it would be until Jedward popped up. Yeah, always, always. But the fun, the, what's funny is that I had almost exactly the same experience uh, last year because I recently started seeing someone and it was going to be Valentine's Day and he lives in the countryside and so we were going to spend Valentine's Day together in London and I still kind of wasn't sure you know that that sort of thing well we've we've now been together for over a year and i'm still saying i wonder if he likes me <laughs> <laughs> so a year ago i really was saying that so it's valentine's day and i don't want to go over the top because i didn't want the i didn't want something like what happened to you jack where you know i i sort of like you know crocheted this man a jumper and you know <laughs> embroidered a quilt for him with my name on it and whatever and then all of a sudden he's like uh oh you know he's got me a cd <laughs> a jedward cd you know so i think okay so i'm going to play it relatively cool and we had uh, arranged to meet in in this in a hotel, and he was going to get to the room first, and then he had to go out to a meeting, and so they'd let, he'd left the key downstairs, and I go into the room with my I don't even remember now what I had, but you know it was sort of like a card and maybe like a book or something, and I walk in, and there are flowers everywhere there's rose petals strewn on the bed he's cut out these little hearts and they're hanging from the ceiling there's like piles of gifts everywhere and i'm like oh (sighs) my god what am i gonna do this is awful so that was (laughs) that was like that would be my reaction yeah well not awful like I mean it's awful because I felt so guilty like how Jack felt I felt paralyzed with guilt and then and then all of a sudden in the midst of it what came into my head was but he does like me (laughs) (laughs) and so then that was all I cared about he does like that's that is the main thing that's all we want just a little bit of validation (laughs) Jenny that's all we want in life that's you know we all you know I'll sit there and say oh I don't need validation but in romance it does kind of help 
I wanted to ask something, and this this is a conversation I've had with with many people and stuff like that, and something I've delved into a little bit. Do you know about the languages of love, like uh, how people like to receive love? So some people like to be showered with gifts, some people like to be showered with like praise. Do you know about that, Jenny? What's interesting is that I get interviewed a lot, and one of the questions that I get asked quite often is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? And the best piece of advice I was ever given was actually on in a fortune cookie in New York. I was about 23 and I got this fortune cookie and took, took out the fortune and it said, no one has ever been loved in the way they wish to be loved. <laughs> and I actually still have it somewhere. It's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece of wisdom. And the fact is that... Um, there, There is no one language, because I know that for me, through the years, what I thought was relevant or important has actually changed. Wow. And so that's within me as one person, never mind with different people, what do they, what do they want? And that's why one of the things that I think, if we're going to talk seriously for a minute, one of the things that I think is really, really, really important, uh, especially for Larry, is the confusion that a lot of people have that being in love is going to make them happy and that someone else is going to come along and make everything right in your world. They're going to make you feel right about themselves. They're going to make everything right in your life. They're going to make you happy. And that that's what love is about. That love is about someone coming into your life and making you happy. And that's a problem because that's patently untrue. And so depending on where you're at, it's going to be how much language do you need? How much you need to be told? to feel that you are in love. And so there's no one prescribed way that, you know, will make everyone feel loved. A lot of it depends on your personality. So say, Jack, somebody like you and I, we're soppy people, you know. So actually, the the best part of my gift last year is that uh, my boyfriend is a singer uh, with an incredible voice. And he did me a recording of this ancient soppy song called My Funny Mm. Valentine. And when he played it, I sat there with tears streaming down my face. Now, whereas if, you know, if somebody did that for Sarah, she'd probably say, uh, right, okay, um, uh, I, I need to I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go walk the dog. You keep that playing. I'll be back in 10 minutes, <laughs> you know. So it's that's the other thing that you when you know you're in love is someone who says the things you want to hear in the way that you want to hear it. And when you express what you feel, they're completely comfortable with how you've said it. And then that's when you know that that's that's one of the ways you know that you're in balance. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) It was just what you were saying earlier about how people expect like someone to come into their life to, you know, make them happy. Um, And it just reminded me of like, I've been seeing a lot about how um, you kind of need to be able to love yourself first in order to accommodate someone else in your life. And a lot of people don't realise that. Um, 
one of the one of the biggest struggles that I think like I was saying before people want someone else to come in and make everything okay the fact of the matter is that if you don't like yourself there's nothing anybody else can do it's going to change that it will temporarily change it. You will feel, and that's why so many relationships have a short, have a, have a shelf life. Because you don't feel very good about yourself. Somebody comes along and they say, oh, you're really wonderful, whatever. And you think, oh, maybe I am really wonderful. And then after a while, you start, the, the, the same feelings of doubt come back. So, for, for example, I teach a personal development class in a university. And that's one of the things that I want my students to understand. And my students are all like in their early 20s. And I said, look, you need to first, and here's where the word, here's where the semantics comes in. When you tell people, especially in this culture, you need to love yourself, they immediately panic. Um, it's just not something anybody wants to think about. It makes them very uncomfortable. And they have this vision that you're, you know, that because in our society, there's a big conflict between self-confidence and arrogance. Yeah. And they are, you know, that's like the difference between filet mignon and dog food. It, you know, it's just two completely different things. And when you say you need to love yourself, then people think you want them to sort of like, you know, go around hugging and kissing themselves and telling the world how wonderful they are. And that's not mm -hmm. what you mean. And so what I tend to say to people is first you need to like yourself before you ask someone else to like you. Mm -hmm. So I sort of take the sting out of the love concept. And it's true. And you know, when people sometimes ask me, and Sarah can attest to this because she's known me for most of her life. <laughs> when I met Sarah, she was two. <laughs> the thing that I appreciate the most about myself and the thing that I am most grateful for in my life, outside of my Jack, um, is the fact that I like me. And I have always liked me. Uh, I liked me from I was a little girl, partly because I didn't come from a very close-knit family. And I knew that if I didn't like me, then maybe nobody would. But I've always liked me. And that makes all the difference in the world. And it makes you a lot, it, it makes it a lot easier for other people to love you or like you if you do as well. Mm. You know, if you, if you think about going to, in the days when we could go into shops, think about going into, you're walking down the street and you see a little boutique and there's something in the window. There's like, you know, I don't know, like a, a nice hat, a nice hat for Jack, you know, and a nice jumper for Sarah in the window. And you think, ooh, <laughs> I kind of like that. And then you look and you see there's a big sign and the sign says, don't come in here and buy any of our stuff because it's crap. <laughs> you're not going to buy it. You're going to walk, you know, you, you're just going to walk on by. <laughs> and so if you no. like yourself yeah. and somebody sees something about you that they like on some level and they say, okay, this person likes himself. I want to talk to them. Mm. But if you don't like yourself, then mm. why should they like you? 
Exactly, and it, it, I think it shines through, especially when you yes. when you meet people. I, I don't know what it is, whether it's like an energy thing or just you pick up on people. But there's definitely that that thing about having a gut feeling, or it, it, you are so right with the confidence and the arrogance thing. If you're you walk into a room and you've got your shoulders back and you're a smiley person, it's like you can tell, and you can tell when people are it's it's confident and being like, okay, this is the hand I was dealt. It might not be the best hand in the world. I might not have a jawline like Brad Pitt, but you know what? And we're only here for a short amount of time. So it's about just kind of making the most of it and kind of celebrating and having our cake, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. But you, you see, the funny thing is that because you've, it, you've, you've just highlighted something really, really incredibly important. You want to feel, anyone wants to feel in any kind of interaction they're having with another person, other than if it's a boxing match, you want to feel safe. So when you fall in love with somebody, you want to feel safe with the person mm. you fall in love with. When you go to a party and you just want to start talking to anybody, you know, not necessarily with romantic intent, you want to feel that it's going to be a safe conversation and a fun conversation. And you want to feel relaxed. And that's something that is incredibly important because also, and this is where a lot of people run into trouble, if you consider the idea of being in a relationship or falling in love to be filled with peril, dangerous, and most likely incredibly unsafe, you won't do it. Or you will do it with, you'll come into it with a judgment. And if you come into something with a judgment, you're really running the risk that it's going to turn into, it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because how many times think of, you know, of ourselves or friends, people that we know who will sit there and say, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Whatever it is, I knew I shouldn't have done it. And you then wonder how much of whatever it is not working had to do with the fact that you went into it in the back of your mind thinking this isn't going to work but why do we do that what like because i i, I can talk from past experiences definitely kind of a, a few years ago getting into relationships or, or, or kind of chasing things and be like this is going to end in disaster I, I know this from the off but there was something about it that that you kind of you're addicted to or i, I don't know so you just like you pursue it anyway, even though the, the voice in the back of your head, I, I guess maybe it's naivety and, and youth of thinking, well, maybe I can change. Or as, as you kind of grow older, you think, well, now I've learned. And that's that's the whole point of life to, to learn from past mistakes. But is there a reason why we might go into it with our eyes shut or, or think we can? Well, you've brought up about, can, can we do a series on this? Um... <laughs> I'd love to, Jenny. I could sit here and we need some coffee and I could talk. Oh, <laughs> you've brought up about 17 incredible points. But in fact, it's funny because I wrote sort of five basic relationship, you know, tips, points. Uh, for you know, for this conversation, and then I added a sixth one on there, and you know, I thought, okay, I'll give them a little extra gift, and <laughs> the extra gift was, when you see a red flag, do not ignore it. And so, when you, in the beginning, when there's something that you don't like, 
And it's and not that you don't like the fact that, you know, oh, God, this person's in their 20s and they're still wearing links. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not. No, it's not like that. It's like, you know, they've lied to you a couple of times mm-hmm. or, you know, you see them perving on your brother or your sister or, you know, whatever it they is. They shout at waitresses, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Garcon, Garcon, you know. <laughs> um, you see somebody doing several things that make you feel uncomfortable. And then we all start this back and forth in our head, you know, which is like, Oh, but maybe they just did it that once. Maybe they're just nervous. When it gets up to like five things, then walk away. And that's what most of us don't do, is that we don't Mm. ignore the things that are really, really danger signals. And they might be completely fine for other people, but if it's not fine for you, then you need to value yourself enough, mm. value your state of mind, value your sanity, respect yourself, whatever it is, however it is that you want to put it, you need to say, right, this is probably not going to work because X, Y, Z. Mm. And you also have to, you mentioned a very interesting word there when you talked about change. Uh, you, you have to take people as you find them. Because I can tell you at my advanced age of 32, (laughs) there is only one person on this planet that you can change, and that's yourself. Mm. Um, You can make some vague headway with your children when they're very young. (laughs) But but anybody that you meet to have a relationship with, you cannot change them, and you shouldn't change them. Yeah, that's a very, very wise point. I agree. It's kind of take it and they, they do know that it's face value this is what it is and if you can work with that and you can grow together and you can adjust and you can both learn then then maybe there's a relationship that can be had there and, and move forward and the thing about it is that you never in life anyway on on any subject not just romance you never stop learning those of us who have really glorious wonderful lives that's one of the things is Try not to be a negative person 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And the other one is keep learning, keep growing, keep changing. And it's not that you don't like yourself. It's that there's always something more to learn and something more to Mm. change. But work on yourself, not other people, especially once your children leave. Then then you can focus on yourself. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, we've left you on a bit of a cliffhanger there, haven't we? Who's Larry Gang? Yep, so make sure you head over to part two where you can hear the rest of those five key points to happiness in a relationship. We'll continue our chat with Jenny uh, and she'll also reveal the official formula to romance, which I think we all want to know. So what are you waiting for? We'll see you there. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please do hit subscribe. And if you're feeling particularly generous... Why not give Larry a five-star rating? Go on. And if you're feeling more generous, why don't you WhatsApp it to your nan and granddad? Make us happy as Larry. Subscribe today.